Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden, and uh, I am so glad that you have joined us today on Sweet Talk. And uh, Paul, got you on the show today, which I have you on the show most always. So um, can I just tell you, Paul, I know I tease you when you're not here. Yes. (laughs) But um, can I just tell you, I think the show, it works so much better when you're a co-host. So thank you. it's a lot harder to do when you got to do it by yourself. So I think what I might do is schedule a podcast and then accidentally come down with something just so you oh can oh joy. just so i have to do it by myself <laughs> <laughs> well i, I might, you know I, uh, I do hate it when i miss miss uh doing uh these shows with you uh but you know it's uh, sometimes we just get busy here at the at uh, oh, yeah. suite and um it, it's just not possible no i get it and you got 12 hats hey uh there's a couple things i want to push out today that we're doing at suite um for, uh, the one thing for sure is we have now have the date locked in for April for the emergency medicine conference. And um, I know that's a very important conference for our area and for our medical professionals, our emergency medicine professionals. Um, and that will be April 28, 29, and 30 of 2022. Registration will open up uh, sometime in March if I want to March of 2022. Um, So please be sure to reach out to us. If you're not getting any of the regular email updates, those types of things, contact us. We'll be sure to get you on those things. But uh, we're excited about the Emergency Medicine Conference this year. um, And we can't wait um, to see and to share all the information about how exciting and wonderful that conference will be. So that's good news. Yes, it was really great. Great last year. Um, I actually was able to sit in on a couple couple of the presentations and uh, they're really interesting. I I mean, uh, you know, not being in the field, uh, I don't get as much as some of the attendees, but um, sometimes you sit there and uh, you you don't know some of the stuff that goes behind the scenes that they have to deal with. Right, right. Very cool. Well, Paul, with that being said, we have an exciting guest on the show today. Um, and I kind of am, you know, Paul, you always talk about how you come into podcasts cold, like you do no pre-prep work just so you can have, I never, I never do questions. (laughs) So, um, you know, part of my job, uh, here at Sweet is to help market, uh, some of the classes that we teach. And I stumbled on this class, uh, going through our catalog and I'm excited to have this individual on uh, the show and, uh, and our little pre-conversation, um, I can already tell that she has the knowledge and the expertise that uh, I think will be very beneficial. So with all that being said, Natalie, Natalie Money, welcome to our podcast, Sweet Talk. And with that welcome, we know that uh, the timer has started. Uh, Just quick, Natalie is a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified eating disorder recovery coach 
as well as a instructor for um, uh, classes here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. And the name of her class that's coming up here this month is Healthy at Every Size. So Natalie, welcome to the show and introduce yourself to, to us and to our listeners. Hi, Jason. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, like you said, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner with a strong emphasis on eating disorder recovery or helping my clients um, not get to that point to try to stay away from developing an eating disorder in the society that we live in right. with such a nutrition, you know, a nutritional emphasis. Right so right. this is a, a pretty specific field um, uh, of, of practice. Um, how did you move into this and how did you get into this area? Um, was it just, but was it intentional? Was it by accident? Uh, was there an interest in understanding nutrition and its effects on the body? I, I'm kind of curious how you kind of developed this part. See, yeah, yes, absolutely. I've been interested in nutrition since I was very young. And it just kind of, then I ended up um, starting a family and focused on them for years. And then when they when they left home, then I decided to focus on myself and my own passions. And when I got into nutrition and I really loved it, I love the field, but it's, it's incredibly nuanced. And I don't think people really understand that. And there's, and there's so many instances where people develop eating disorders just from the information that they've been given in the society that we live in, mm-hmm. including myself. I have, I, had um, experience with eating disorders in my past for many, many years. And so it was really important to me to be able to take that experience and try to help other people. When, when you talk about the nuanced side, can you flesh that out a little bit for, for uh, me on the part of naive, naive, the naivety that I have? Um, nuanced, you talked about nutrition being very nuanced. Is that because it's specific people are so individual, their yes. specific nutritional needs are so unique. Exactly. And what works for one person does not necessarily work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important to find your own, you we're all bio-individual people and mm-hmm. we have our own nutritional needs and it's important for us to be able to figure out what our own needs are. That's, you know, it's funny you should say that Natalie. Um, Cause I don't know. I, I, I think we're similar in age and we, I think we all grew up, you know, with that pyramid. Oh yes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then, and you know, over time, you know, as we, you know, the decades have passed, we've learned that this pyramid was a lie. It was (laughs) such a lie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, cause you know, you know, you have the, you know, if I remember meeting uh, grains and stuff, we're at the bottom supposed to be the largest band. And we find out that, you know, that is not true. That was actually whole grains, but that was never differentiated for us growing up. Um, and, you know, as we got older um, and I, I, and then you find out that it was the agricultural department who was right. trying to sell more food mm-hmm. um, that how this pyramid presented itself. And I, I think uh, it, it, it kind of, you know, and still nowadays, I think everyone tries to find their own path on nutrition. And uh, there, uh, to me, I, I don't see a clear, a clear path because there's so many of these diets out there. And again, they're, they're 
their diets and they're not, I, I don't think that the, what the, what people should be taking as nutrition, they're just uh, a, basically a, a set plan of what you should and what you shouldn't eat. And I don't think that's really what you're talking about, is it? Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. It's um, trying to push away the, the rhetoric and all the diet talk and figure out what is best. And nutrition is one of those sciences that is just ever evolving. And what we once thought, I mean, I grew up, like you said, we grew up about in the same era and it was the fat free, fat free. Everything was fat was villainized. It was the worst thing that you could possibly consume. And it turns out actually to be very opposite of that. And so it just, but the science at the time was showing, showing different, different, and then it changes. Yeah. So that process of figuring that out, how do you, how do, how do you help people do that? I guess, how does that in my, again, and, and please forgive for the, the ignorance of my question, but that almost sounds like, is that a trial and error? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is that how that works? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's just, it's, it's very intuitive. And I think we have gotten so far away to listening to our own bodies, telling us what we need and what it wants, we let somebody else do that for us. And we end up eating in a way that somebody else has set forth for us that doesn't necessarily work. And so just through trial and error and really listening to your body, you can figure out what, what your body's telling you what it needs. So what do you, what, what do you set for like standards? Is that again, a individualized goal um, based on how a person feels or in what, right. what, what, what are they, what are you moving towards in that kind of scenario? Um, as far as helping somebody to figure out what, yeah, what it, it is that they need, is that what sure. you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess what, what is, what, what's, what, what is the goal? Does that make sense? We're, we're learning about what we eat. We're learning about nutrition. We're learning about how our body responds differently and to what end, I guess. And I don't mean that as blunt or what I just kind of curious, what, what are you, what, what are we working for at that point? I think the ultimate goal is to feel as good and as healthy as you can possibly feel. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think, uh, uh, cause we touched on this a little before, I, I don't think it's the, the, you know, the slim, the goal I, I think is not to get that picture perfect ideal, idealized uh, look, but to, to feel good, to feel good about yourself right. and to feel good. Uh, I mean, I think we all go through every day and I, I don't know, uh, I can't, can't speak about yourself or uh, Jason, but you know, there's days that I just don't feel good. Um, right. And I, I can actually, I can actually go, well, I ate this and I ate this and I ate this. That's probably wasn't the wisest choice to, to make. And maybe that's why I I'm not feeling myself today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you you sit down to eat something and you think, okay, how am I going to feel? What has been my past experience with this particular food? How did I feel that time? Can Do I want to eat this right now? What do I want to feel like after I eat this? And then you can kind of start to figure things out and weed out what feels good for you and what doesn't and in what quantities. Well, in that way, it does sound like therapy, doesn't it? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, cause you are kind of uh, doing an action and then um, uh, reviewing how that action, you know, eating that food 
um, reacts to you and then making corrections um, mm-hmm. and, and talking to someone about those feelings. Um, that, that does sound like therapy, doesn't it? Right. And just from a personal point of view, years ago, when I started to discover that um, I was having some hypoglycemic issues and I noticed that every time I would eat pancakes, I would have to go take a nap on the couch because mm-hmm. I would make me so tired that I just could hardly even function afterwards. Right. And to this day, the thought of eating pancakes sometimes just makes me, it almost makes me shudder. I just like, I can't even eat that because I know exactly what I would feel like when I got done. You know, you say that and uh, um, I love pancakes. So, so, so this, this leads to a question is uh, sometimes do you feel like maybe you're working against a brick wall because you're talking in nutrition, you're help, trying to help someone um, evaluate their, their intake of the food and what works for them and what doesn't work for them. But ultimately we are creatures of pleasure. Exactly. Yes. And you know, you could say, Hey, those pancakes make you feel tired there. So that reduces your productivity or your engagement with other people or your awareness. You should stop eating pancakes, but I love pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and then how I would approach that is that, okay, so maybe eating a whole stack of pancakes loaded with maple syrup makes you not feel very well, makes you tired. But maybe if you combine, you know, have a couple of pancakes with maple syrup and add some eggs or something to help and get a little bit of fat in there to help balance your blood sugar. And then you can still eat your pancakes. You can still enjoy them. They're still wonderful, but they're not causing that crash. And so, and and exactly. So it's recognizing the the power of the things we eat, right? Um, I mean, what ultimately that kind of phrase, and I know I'm messing it up, but you know, you, you are what you eat, you know, um, that, 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 that kind of comes true in this kind of area, right? If you consume stuff uh, that isn't providing your body with what it needs, you're, you're becoming essentially what you eat. And so that's something to keep employment, uh, keep in mind. But like going back to is, is, is weight loss a goal or is it just if that's what the client uh, wants or, um, you know, because again, because you brought it up earlier, right? The society seems to have set a real interesting ideal about what the human, at least the American human body is supposed to look like. And so I imagine part of that is reprogramming our brains to what to look like, but you know, um, weight loss is, is important to healthy or proper weight is important to a healthy lifestyle, right? Um, not, not as much as we have been led to believe, Okay. which is one of the, so we can incorporate healthy habits. We can, um, become healthier by doing that. And sometimes the weight does not change. And that is just, we as humans have a set point and we're diverse. And so it just, um, different people are meant to be different sizes. Okay. So the BLMS X uh, index is probably not a great goal or gauge. No, 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 it's, it's not. It's in, in fact, it can be very problematic. Because I know I've, I've visited my doctor in the past and he pulls that out and says, Hey, right. you're beyond this. And I, you know, and you know, you feel guilty going oh, I, <laughs> I should do something about, about that. And, you know, I, I should eat better or eat less. Um, and, uh, you know, but 
it seems to me to it did, did seem, always seem to me like going hey here's a generalized chart to use to tell you whether you're fat or not right it's easy it, it's easy for them to do it incorporates two numbers your waist circumference and your weight and that doesn't take into consideration your um your bone structure your muscle to fat ratio so somebody who is a bodybuilder that is very low in fat would still be obese on the BMI scale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it always seemed like a, 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 it always seemed like a simple answer for the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, which is why it doesn't work. Hey, hey, and, <laughs> and not only hey, that, Paul, you're fat. <laughs> I, I will also confess it never really inspired me. <laughs> you know, it doesn't didn't make inspi- you feel better. It didn't inspire me to make a change. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, no, uh, okay. Cause I'd look at that magic weight that you were supposed to be at to be within. And I'm like, my God, I haven't weighed, you know, I, I wasn't that since I was in 10th grade, I, you know, and I didn't like that in 10th grade. I hated myself in 10th grade, but you know, regardless. Um, so can we talk a little bit about some of the principles we're talking in general and, you know, someone uh, is interested in taking the course healthy at every size, what, what can they expect or what, what, what is that course designed to do for the people who are taking it? Um, it's designed to give them another way to look at their health. Really. Okay. We'll definitely talk about um, the macronutrients and how to balance those to best support your individual body um, that what works for you. And it's a holistic approach. So we'll talk about sleep and how to get optimum sleep so that you're as healthy as you can be and stress management. Stress management is really huge in trying to become healthy. Also yeah. the stress also, um, doesn't that affect your body's? Cause I think what, what we talked about your body's, um, basically telling you what you, what you should eat, which is basically cravings, um, right. and stress, actually kind of kind of warps your cravings doesn't it um yes absolutely it can and so can lack of sleep those two things have Mm -hmm. some of the biggest impact on what we eat yes but so does also just restricting or not allowing yourself to have anything that you enjoy well also in dieting if if you're dieting your body's ultimate goal is to fight back and keep you alive it doesn't know the difference between purposeful restriction and a famine. Ah, So it's gonna create all these biological processes to keep you alive. And one of those things is craving, craving foods. So you kind of also that, uh, again, along the same theme here, um, you know, part of your title is also a certified eating disorder recovery coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So I imagine you you run into that um, probably uh, quite frequently in this, in the field that you're in? Well, it's more, not so much necessarily people that have eating disorders, but disordered eating itself oh. is extremely prevalent. Can you talk about the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating? Or just explain for us. Yeah. The difference really is just the severity. Um, eating disorder. I mean, disordered eating can kind of control your life a little bit. Um, you know, you think if, if you want to go out to a restaurant with somebody and you just, and you're on a diet, 
and you don't feel like you can go or you have to, you know, you're very picky about what you buy. You're just not really enjoying your experience, but an eating disorder is just a more severe form and could um, result in um, purging, binging severely, binging on a frequent basis. And it just is more controlling to your overall lifestyle. So my absolute distaste for broccoli and cauliflower, is that a distort distorted eating <laughs> or is that no, a, <laughs> that's just I, a preference. I, okay, good. Uh, Cause man, I, I cannot, I mean, you could put my favorite food on the entire world to put a piece of cauliflower on it. And I'll be like, no, no, I ain't no that, that is just called a preference. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Woo, I feel way better. Now that's inspirational, Natalie. I feel inspired today. So, um, so disordered eating and dis- eating disorder, two different things that um, cause along the same, same path. Okay. But, but, uh, but uh, basically we're kind of two different behaviors then. Um, yes, they can be. Okay. They can um, be there. It's very, it's hard to tell and you would have, but there are a lot of people in our society that have disordered eating because they're constantly dieting, constantly trying to control what they're consuming um, or their exercise habits that is, can become very disordered where eating disorders is more extreme and could put you in the hospital or threaten your life. (laughs) So, um, so eating disorders, um, a lot of times that comes from maybe uh, a different place other than uh, a, a control, your, your nutritional control, but more of a, uh, maybe a, 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 some, um, a mental, um, starting with mental health. Yes, and, yes, um, exactly. And in some people, eating disorder is basically, uh, in some cases, can be the one thing they can control in their life is what they consume. Yes. Okay. And uh, maybe disorder eating is just maybe I have, I have this things that I will not do. It's I guess it's hard to define the two. Yeah. The list of rules of what you will eat, what you won't eat, what you will do, what you won't do. All these um, very popular diets that are out there right now, very disordered. Mm -hmm. It's not a normal, it's not a normal way to, to eat and enjoy food. So do you think as a society as a whole, are we moving in the right direction of maybe accepting, uh, like you brought up earlier, people um, are individualized and therefore look different because we're supposed to look different than the Mm -hmm. person we're saying. Do you feel like we're making positive strides in that? Or do you think we're just as uh, locked into that as we were? Uh, and, and I, as we always have been, I guess I should say, um, I would like to think that we're making positive strides, but just since getting into this business, I've realized how difficult it is actually going to be to try to change people's minds and get them to see it in a different way. There is a lot of pressure to look at be, or even act a certain way. Uh Um, and you know, the recent studies out, uh, that, you know, that Facebook now sitting in front of the Congress uh, defending their own uh, research had indicated like Instagram was causing mental health issues in teenage girls. I mean, um, we're, we're still running into those types of things. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So 
for every good step we're making, we're probably making a couple bad ones as well as a society as a whole. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, you probably heard the timer. Now. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so, you know, kind of, kind of wrap things up. What would be your best advice to someone? Uh, you know, if they were, they came, came to you say, Natalie, you know, uh, it, you know, what is your best advice for someone who's lo- looking for um, a good, a healthy nutrition, nutritionally balanced life? What would you say to them? I think the first thing I would tell them is I would really want them to work on their relationship with food and making peace with food and peace with their own body and rec- realizing that it might not look is maybe not ever be meant to look the way that society thinks it should. And we need to make peace with that before moving forward. Cool. Good advice. Very cool. Natalie, thank you for being on the show. Um, we definitely want to let people know to look at cetrain.isu.edu and, and go ahead and put in that search bar healthy at every size. Um, get some more information on that class. We want to encourage people. This was an interesting dis- discussion. Uh, be sure to uh, to look that up. I think that um, that sounds like a very interesting class, and it sounds like a. And now speaking for myself, Paul, that's a very relevant class for me. I think I would, could, <laughs> could probably take. Um, so one last thing. Um, oh, sorry, dude. So Natalie, if someone wanted to reach out to you for oh. some guidance, um, how would they reach out to you? Um, right now they can find me on Instagram. My handle is my life in the gray and they can DM me there and I would get back with them. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. So be sure to do that. It's again, my life in the gray Yes. and you can connect right with Natalie money right there. And Natalie, thank you for being on the show. Uh, if again, if you're interested in just getting a hold of us here at suite, it's at cetrain.isu.edu cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, phone number, Paul, 208-282-3372. I got it right yesterday. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. And Natalie, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being thank on the show. Thank you so show. much for having me. I appreciate it.